Hi, I'm James Sykes, CEO, President and Director of Baseload Energy Corp. We are a uranium exploration company in northern Saskatchewan, the Athabasca Basin area, which is home to the highest grades of uranium. However, we have a little bit of a different thesis on uranium exploration that we're looking for near surface, open pitable uranium deposits in a jurisdiction that is king to uranium. James, thanks for the introduction. Good to see you again. Uh, I just had a look at the diary and I saw, see that the last time that I spoke to you was on the 7th of February, so um, exactly five months ago to the day, uh, as if by magic. Um, I can't and, remember that far back. <laughs> well, you, you know what, you've, you've, you've recently put out a, um, a technical um, interview on YouTube or on your website with, um, with, with, with Cameron McKay. And um, you talk about the early stage of your kind of thesis on the Accio deposits, and you use a map which dates back five months. So it just shows you kind of um, that your company has gone on a kind of quite a journey in the last five months, not just on the ground, but also in the share price markets and all of that. So let's unpack that a bit and let's let's do that journey. Let's first of all start with the technical side of things. Let's talk about the project, what you understood five months ago when you had that first um, few drill holes. And I think it, it might've been one that really hit it and three that kind of had sniffs of alteration around it and where you are now. A lot has changed. I, see, that's the thing. It, it, it's really thrown us for a loop almost from day one. Having the sandstone where we were drilling back in, in February and even with the discovery last year, gave us the uh, gave us a lot of potential for exploring for unconforming min mineralization which is typically of higher grades than than basement hosted deposits and so we put a lot of focus on that uh, not saying that we we didn't come up short but well we need the assays to really help us out and vector in on on the sandstone side of things but through the through the drilling process we learned that this is a structurally complex deposit so we we had to change our strategy and our thinking and in doing so we became much more effective with with the drill holes and we started hitting mineralization the uh, one of the biggest takeaways is that we had always well it, it, it's 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 a common thing to do so when you follow fault zones in geology they're typically going to follow the grain of the rock so if your rocks are oriented like that you can almost guarantee your structures are going to be like that or like that there's slight variance to them it's very rare that they cut across like that. But that's what mm -hmm. we found is that the main structure is like this. So when we were drilling in this direction, we were you know, missing quite a bit. So as we change this way, now we start seeing more of the mineralization. The whole structure opens up. And also in doing so, we realize that the mineralization is removed from the sandstone. So if your sandstone is over here that we were originally looking for, mineralization is now over here. So it's really shifted a lot of focus on on our end of things but it's been fortuitous with every step of, on the way it must have been quite a quite a thing for the geologists in the field to be mapping this and saying well hang on we're, we're trying to get to the sandstone your, your drill holes were obviously planning to intersect the sandstone so they were located where they would go and penetrate the sandstone at depth and you were coming across oblique mineralization or sniffs of mineralization in the in the in the core it must have been quite of a um you know was there a kind of a, an aha kind of a light bulb moment or there seems to be some structure which is sub parallel to our drill holes why don't we think about this differently you know how did what was that conversation like internally who, who 
you know, w- w- was it immediate? We've oh, I immediately recognised this, or was it actually that we need to get the you and the board together, or the, the technical team, and actually we really need to figure this out? How how was that process? That was really a lot of Cameron. That uh, he he started seeing that around hole eleven, which uh, which was one of our big intercepts very early on. And yeah, he was he was looking at things in 3D and in section and couldn't really piece it all together and, and just trying to put the mineralization and the structure following the the grain of the rocks or the, the preferential mm-hmm. fabric of the rocks, it just didn't make sense. So we had talked uh, you know plenty of times and just decided to, hey, let's, you know, if if that's what you're seeing in the geology, you think everything is going the opposite way, then let's drill it. So we, we did yeah. that and yeah, it just, it just proved to be successful. We were a little bit delayed on when we did start drilling it simply because of the logistics involved with, uh, with the way that we're operating. Uh, we've, we've got some uh, pretty robust helicopter pads. So all built out of timbers and we usually plan two to three pads in advance. So it's a little bit of a pain in the butt when you got to go out there and start taking one down and try to get one ready for the next pad if if you don't have the time available for it so it was it, it did take us probably two weeks just to get to that point where we where we were able to finish the drill holes that we already had planned and then switch switch over okay so just just if i'm coming new to the story can re- remind me what you've done in the last five months in terms of logistics and kind of meters and drill holes so how many holes have you put into Accio in total? We have put in over 65 drill in, in, oh, in total, yeah. Since discovery in September of 2021, we have put over 65 drill holes into Accio. We've drilled over 18,000 meters and quite a number of those, over 50% of those have intersected mineralization. Is, is your um, hit rate improving now that you've, uh, crack, crack the model around. Have you kind of understood? You're better able to chase structure and um, kind of give substance to your hypothesis or your working model. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as so, when we started drilling, we were drilling with the drills oriented to the west, and we had maybe a one in three intersection rate, which is pretty poor to be honest. We switched over to drilling to the east. And now our intersection rate is above fifty percent. Yeah, all yeah. in. So yeah, the the we're about two thirds. Yeah, two and three. Yeah. 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 Um, but we've r- also really, found new mineralization, shallower mineralization, as we have moved to the west as well. Actually, since we're on this topic, though, about yeah, yeah, let, let, about let's bring up bring up some maps and some sections. I think it'll help a lot. Yeah. Okay. I can definitely do that. But since we're on the topic of the sandstone and everything else, that's so one of the things all of these Athabasca uranium deposits have in common is clay alteration. And we saw a lot of it around that sandstone area that there was, you know, that that's where we saw the strongest clay alteration. That's why, again, why we really like that area. As we move towards the West, where we're seeing the shallower mineralization, we're not seeing as strong as clay alteration as we do to the east side of the deposits. Hmm. And it's, yeah, it's very curious. So we're still under the impression that there is more mineralization down there, uh, more to the east as well, because just the the structural nature of this. Some of the alteration I've seen, I can 
take it over to other deposits and say, hey, yeah, this is, you know, this comes from Rough Rider, this comes from Millennium. It's just these these really strong clay alteration zones and the white clay that you see, which is typically reminiscent of, of basement hosted deposits. So again, Accio has got a lot of differences at, compared to other, other typical basement hosted deposits. Not a bad thing at all, but it's just something that I personally had never seen and nor had nor had Cameron really. Okay, what? so we're looking at this in plan view. Yep. And in general, uh, since we're drilling to the west, I presume that the rough dip of the sediments is to the east or to the northeast. The yes, so the the preferential dip of the rock type of, of the main fabric is to the northeast. The dip yes. of the mineralization is to the west. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just starting with the with the, the basic okay. geology. So, so the sediments, um, and you've got a bit of till cover, and it's, it looks a bit swampy. Um, kind of, it's classic shield stuff, isn't it? Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't say it's too swampy. We've had no issues drilling in there. It's actually been pretty dry. Okay, okay. And how much cover have you got before you get into the sandstone? About 25 to 30 meters. Of till. Yeah. Okay. Um, and can you, with your mouth, show me kind of where the, where the sandstones, um, where you can kind of map them or you had a hunch that they were? Yeah. So sandstones right about this area. Okay. Okay. And so you were drilling to the west to intersect those sandstones, and then you turned around and started intersecting them to the, um, um, drilling them to the east. And looking at that, you've got three layers, three stacked layers of mineralization, kind of one on top of each other with the, 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 the deepest one being in the center there by the looks of things. Yes. And when we spoke, was it Accio, um, AK22004 was the one that we, was the one that had hit Yes, that's that was, that was that, uh, well holes holes one, three, and four. Those were from last year. Those were part of the discovery drill holes. Yep. And one, three, and four are the ones that hit. One had the, the best results. That was uh 15 and a half meters at about 0.13%. Hole three had probably the highest grades, uh, five and a half meters at 0.25%. And then full hole four had the shallowest mineralization starting at around uh, 80, I think it was 90 meters, 80 to 90 meters true vertical depth. Okay. And you had a, you had a little plan, I think with that kind of corridor and you were going to kind of um, drill out to the Northwest and the Southeast. Um, so where did your holes go after that? Five and six was a step out to the East. Yeah. Seven this, and um, seven, seven, eight, eight and nine, nine were up the top there. 10, 11, 12, yeah. 13, 14, and we did a whole 21. Uh, 15 and 16, 17 are all up here. 18, 19, and 20. We're back down in. Oh, I lost my mouse. Here we are. 18, 19, 20, and 21 is down here. 22, 23, 24. This was still us looking for that sandstone, as was 31, 32, 33. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the mineralization it, mineralization where? is dipping to the west, but the plunge of the system is is plunging to the northwest. So northwest, we, yeah, yeah. So shallow so we figured, south, exactly. 
shallower to the southeast. And that's why we thought that the best potential for unconformity mineralization was down in this area. And when did you do the switcheroo and kind of what drill holes are actually there? Um, is that it, is is 34, 37 and 41 there I can see on the left yeah. there? Yeah, that's when we did the switcheroo. Really interesting. Um, can, can you bring up the section? Because it's so, so interesting to, to this kind of um, this approach that, uh, well, the geology that you've mapped. That's the one. Look at that. So the orange is the sandstone. You've got these quartz-rich metasediments, which are presumably, I'm just taking a wild guess here, conformable with the sandstone. Conformable with the sandstone. Unconformable? Uh, no, they're... they're <laughs> they, there's no real relation there. They're kind of separated by well, hundreds they? of millions of years. Oh, okay. 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 Um, but if you were going to be looking for unconformity mineralization, would it be on that boundary or the boundary between yes. that and the granite? Oh, it's no, on that it boundary. Would be, it would be the orange and yellow boundary. Okay. Sorry. So that is the unconformity. That is the, the unconformity. Gotcha. And look at that mineralization way off to the West. Yeah. I find it odd that your mineralization is shallower than your sandstone is, you know, assuming a plumbing system uh, and guaranteed that there would have been sandstone over, over where we see mineralization anyway, but I would have assumed that the plumbing system would have come down into the sandstone, but I, I think I have a reason why. And Sorry, the plumbing system come down into the sandstone, not, not up into it. Well, yeah, that's if the plumbing the plumbing's if the plumbing's coming from the Athabasca if, for most of it and comes down, you know, typical water okay. lakes to go down into the okay. lowest levels and then yep. feed off. So it could the water still could be coming down into the sand. So let me get my mouse back. So the water could be coming down here and then percolating down these faults into this way, and then when these faults are reactivated because they've percolated all the way down here and that they just they follow the next easiest path to get up. But then also water were to put percolated down there because we're under the impression that sandstone cover would have been, or the unconformity over in this area would have been up here somewhere pre yeah. pre erosion. Yes. Yes. I get that. I, I, I can see that. That's, that's a neat um, uh, interpretation that each a, a block of sandstone has got a corresponding deeper route to it uh, with the mineralization. But what that doesn't explain is that, that, that drill hole, is it 64 or 65? That one three oh three meters down on the on the western side. Sixty three. Okay, um, that's got lots of stacked lenses. Is that just kind of lots of listric faults, or was that some kind of? Um... We've modeled those as actually antithetic faults. Okay. The, the 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 orientation of these may not be true in that. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, the antithetic faults should be oriented, cross cutting okay. all of these okay. listric faults. Um. Really, all of this, what this all tells you with the intensity of the clay alteration in the sandstone is that you've got a big system here. Yeah, that's the thing. It is huge. Uh, it's, I used to think Rough Rider was the biggest clay alteration system that I've seen. This blows it out of the water. This is, this is phenomenal. So some of the drill holes that we have drilled over here within the sandstone, hole five in particular, we basically drill down here. We hit a wedge of basement, but then it's, it's so clay altered all the way over in this area. So we're under mm. the impression that is there more faulting over here, kind of like a, uh, a horse situation in that this is a block here. And then you're going to have a kind of mirror image 
Lystric fault system over on this side. Yep. That you could have mineralization. We haven't got full assays back yet, but we are getting pa partial results yet. And so some of the, one of the things that I've noticed in the sandstone geochemistry is that over here in this part of the sandstone, it's lighting up. The, the, the chemistry looks phenomenal for uranium mineralization in this area. Everywhere in the middle, it's really spotty and it's, it's hard to piece together. But over here, this is the most, this is the best sandstone minerals or sandstone uh, geochemistry that we see. It, it blows away everything over here. That's why we think there's still this unconformity potential or at least mineralization further to the east. There's so much going on in this area. It's, it's, it's a beautiful system. It really is. Is it possible that the system kind of ran hot and fast through the sandstone um, and kind of washed it out and actually the mineralization you're seeing precipitated in the um, in the granite is kind of that was just the optimum place for precipitation of that um, bit of metal um, and that that bit of that bit of sandstone that you're looking at is actually not the right bit of potential sandstone to host mineralization but there may be some along strike or elsewhere but it, could it be it was over flushed yep absolutely could be yeah there's there's no way to to say not yeah it's a viable viable scenario but that doesn't mean that there's not a lot of metal kicking around you've just got to find it yeah exactly um and then you put out a news release couple of weeks ago, I think it was on the hole 65, which is that, uh, whatever it is, 50, 50 degrees hole to 258 meters. Is that the one? A hole 65. Yeah. That was a big hit. Uh, well, we, we finished you've up the, to hole 65. Yes. Yeah. And you've got there, you've got the CPS count on that and you've got some core loss. Um, can you just talk me through kind of that hole? Oh, phenomenal drill hole. Uh, composite wise, it, it's, got a lot of mineralization to it so composite being the summation of all of the the mineralization that it goes through so you can see here it goes through a number of different zones the the best zone obviously was was up where we're seeing the the shallowest and strongest mineralization and oh, it looks great the the core loss though is kind of problematic in that we in this zone in particular this upper zone come back mouse yeah i lost your mouse like, so the, the mineralization up in this area, we had about 20% core loss. And some of that was within the strongest downhole gamma probe data that we have. So it's, I'm assuming that the, the what we released via CPS, via handheld CPS does not do that, what is down there complete justice. Obviously there's some friable rock in here. Um, there's, some faulting, there's some heavy alteration. Are you, you know, how are you going to deal with that going forward um, in, in your drill? How are you going to improve your drill recoveries? We've asked the drillers to slow down. Recovery is far more better than them getting their meterage. So that's yeah. definitely one of the ways. Everything was everything was fine until just more recently. Just maybe we hit a, a very friable zone of mineralization. And that's, we can look at other other methodologies if we think this is going to be problematic down the road. Uh, something like split tubing, which would basically recover everything in that as much you, as possible. Are you already doing triple tubing? No. no okay. Just standard and, and drilling. It, and is split tubing triple tubing or is yep. that something different? Yeah. Yep. No, it's okay. the same thing. Yep. Okay. 
yeah um that slows it down a bit and adds a bit more cost but it might be uh you know it's, it's such key information isn't it Absolutely. although you you do get the gamma probe so you do measure the wall rock as you go down yeah that that in a way that smears a bit because it, it measures about a, a meter cube as you go down yep. something like that so there yeah there is a background effect to to gamma probe yep and so I, that's when when we're seeing situations like this where we do have quite consecutive mineralization we we assume that there is more more of a background effect than not like something that's discrete you'll be mm. able to you'll see that nice and easy you'll be able to pick that out quite readily but if something's broad, you're yes, it's going to influence. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's the joy in the art of doing um, uranium resource estimations. My yeah. goodness, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a kind of um, a rabbit hole of mathematics that I wouldn't want to go down. Same here. No, I've yeah. been in this industry for since 2006, and this is something that I've still never really delved into. Just haven't needed to. Assay turnaround times have been good in the past you know we're yeah. still seeing shortages now but just a game of patience when you think about an open pit resource um and an open pit target i think the canadian market is kind of a little bit spoiled when they talk about percentage um uh percentage about the uranium uh, resources or measured indicated being in um in percentages whereas lots of resources around the world are in PPMs. You know, they're not even in 0.2s of a PPM uh, of a percent. They're in 0.02 or 0.04 um, because 1% is 10,000 PPM and a quarter of a percent is 2,500 PPM, which is, you know, that's if you're in an open pit and you're digging it out of the ground, that's, that's fine. That works. I, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to get a kind of a grade of a resource or anything like that, but... Um, when you look at these, the broader sections, the broader intersections, do you start thinking, oh, this is going to be, if we get more of this, it's going to add up and we're going to hopefully be able to target that quarter of a percent or half a percent or, you know, is, is that what you're thinking or are you thinking 1% or, you know, wh wh where's your order of magnitude head at the moment on this shallow resource? Between 0.1 and 0.3. So I, I like to I like to run around with the, the idea in my head of a 0.2%. Just because I, I think that is, as you mentioned, you know, point quarter of a percent is is great. You know, you, that's something that moves forward. Point uh, two percent, I think, is again, it's something that should move forward given an open pit scenario. And it's better to err on the side of caution than to yep. overestimate. Yeah, and if you get some um, good pods or lenses, excuse me, if you get some good pods or lenses, um, which are. They just build oh. up the tonnage so fast. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and and all of these. So in that plan map that we showed, all of those zones, they all have what we will consider to be high-grade mineralization. And we're basing that on the radioactivity that we've seen in the rocks. But there's no doubt about it. We're, we're going to see some, some values that are over 1%, and they're going to be able to be linked up together and, and really hold some nice, nice resources together. Good, 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 good. So um, what's the plan now? Good question. It's a phenomenal question. This is uh, we we've had this internal discussion going on, and we're we're still making the decisions. But what do you what do you do in this market? We've we've spent about ten million dollars. We've done a lot of great work. We've drilled. Uh, by the time we're done, we'll drill. We'd have drilled over twenty thousand meters. 
uh, we've really defined a lot of strike length and width and, and what I would consider to be great mineralization. So we've, we've really done great justice to, to baseload and our shareholders. But do we continue drilling? And oh, well, I guess we, yeah, we spent $10 million to get to that point and we've lost maybe $30 million in market cap. So not there's, true. there's not true because you because <laughs> when I when I spoke to you in February, your share price was sixty six cents, and you're now you're up whatever it is, you're up thirteen cents at seventy nine eighty cents. Yeah, pre drilling, basically, and then we basically once we started having results, we did hit hit around about twenty somewhere around there, and we've just been falling down, down, down ever since. But so, so from that point, from the fall side of things, you know, we we see it being basically market loss situation. And hasn't done. We've we put out good news, and it has been received very well within the investment community. We've seen that. We've heard from investors. Uh, a lot of a lot of people really like what Baseload is doing. But we can't fight the tide. It's uh, we're we're paddling paddling upstream, and sometimes there's just a, a point to to really just holding off. We're in yeah. a, we're in a scenario where we don't have flow through commitments. So we don't we don't need to make any additional expenditures required by you know by the CRA Canada Revenue Agency to meet those flow through commitments. We're we're working on hard dollars right now, and nobody knows how long this whole macroscape economic macroscape is going to last. So it is a little bit more of a beneficial idea for us to just kind of wrap things up, hunker down, preserve the capital. Well, rocks aren't going anywhere. They're there to be drilled when the market does does pick up again. And this and by preserving the capital that we still have, lets us go forward and do so without going back to the market. How much more drilling have you got budgeted um, and planned in the in the in this existing phase? Not much. We we said we're going to drill twenty thousand meters. We've hit that, and just. We will consider wrapping up. We'll see what the, the rest of the next two weeks really looks like. And we'll make a decision at that point. You know, do we, again, we're, we're budgeted to continue drilling out to 30,000 meters, but is that going to create any more value for the company? I honestly don't think so. This, you- not, not given the market scape that it is right now, if if this was even two years ago, I think that we would have been in a better situation, and that the news would have been oh, the, the the whole the whole share price and just our market valuation would have been much more better received and and just strengthy or, or have more strength behind it. But it, it's too much of a volatile situation right now. Nobody gets any love in this market. Uh, well, yeah, no, I certainly know about that. My goodness, um, really interesting. What I what I saw in the bear market from 2011 to 2017 was that the the only companies that really were able to cut through that downtrend were the ones that continued to grow their envelope and made spectacular discoveries. So there's there's some um, it depends on the shareholder base, but there's some argument. There is an argument for saying actually. We are on something really exciting. This is going to be a game-changing discovery for the Canadian uranium space. We are going to be the the, the next mine in production. I mean, I'm just I'm just kind of riffing ideas, um, and we're going to drill. And you might have 
with the technical understanding you've got now from 65 holds, you might have some... And it, Am I right in thinking you're doing a geophysics, geophysical survey at the moment? You've got an MT survey? We've going? completed all of our geophysical surveys, yes. And that's something we have to digest. Yeah. So there so is... My, there is a benefit to to putting to putting the brakes on right now, yeah. And that we yeah. can digest all of the information, get the assays back, use some of that information in cooperation with the recently flown geophysical surveys that we've done, and just piece it all together and say, okay, this looks perspective, this looks perspective, this looks perspective, and just focus on that. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think you need to you need to have a measured approach. Um, I just do worry about exploration companies that don't explore. Um, oh, we're, I never said we're not going to explore. Next year is a whole different ballgame. And like I said, the rocks aren't going anywhere. We will remain fully funded. We'll go back out there and just keep hitting it hard. Okay. That's, we were, I, I, think we, I think we did everything right this year. We were aggressive when we needed to be aggressive. We basically got to 20,000 meters and above by the time we're done. And there, there was really no other company out there in the Athabasca who has, who has done that. So I think we've, yeah. you know, I, I think everything seemed to have happened right. So I'm very happy with that. I'm, I'm extremely happy with what we've done and what we've accomplished. You know, I, I think our shareholders should be of the similar mindset. When are the final assays, you know, over what period are you going to get all of the final data from this drilling to come through? Very tough question to answer. That's, we still haven't got, what, what I'd like to do is put the assays out in the same, with the same drill holes that we put out the SINT results. So the first batch of assays that I would look to put out would be from holes five to hole 11. We, we've got partial results for some of the holes, but we don't have the full assays back yet for all of those drill holes to to put out yet so wow. we're, we're looking at yeah we're looking at four months basically uh, four months plus okay. so to get the rest of the assays is it a four month turnaround time from when we stopped drilling so if we assume we stopped drilling in july end of july then we're looking at august september october november okay so it, it's and, still yeah. still news flow throughout the rest of the yeah. year Okay, I hear you. Um, and then once you've got all your assay data, you can come up with, you'll have your geophysics reinterpreted, you'll have a um, reinterpreted geology, you'll have the full data set, and you'll be able to kind of come up with a year end. Here we are, this is this is the 2020, the fruits of 2022. Yep, yep, exactly. Okay, good. And then you'll be able to, to take a plan for 2023, which will be contingent on support from your um shareholder base, the broader markets, and what the integrated data review reveals. Yeah, exactly. My goodness. Okay. Well, There's a lot going on, and it's, it's not just Accio either. We've got, so again, we, we've done, I think we've done things right. And even looking at our other projects, um, disregarding Shadow, because we're still in consultation for that, and that hasn't yeah. seen any, any move forward, but Shadow is still good for the next year. Catharsis and the rest of the Hook project and what we call Hook Southwest, all of those projects are in good standing for at least the next two years. So if the markets do continue and we need to put nothing but nothing but focus on to Accio, then we can ignore the other projects for the next two years and we're yeah. you know, solid state. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. Um, but uh, Accio is very feels very much like the front runner and. Uh, Absolutely. the way forward. 
Good. Well, um, James, thank you very much for that. I feel much better informed now than I did at the start of this call, which is always the purpose. Um, hopefully, uh, that will translate through to the um, benefit of the viewers, the, the wider viewers as well. Um, and I look forward to chatting to you. I mean, I spoke to you, what was it, four months ago, five months ago. Uh, maybe in five months' time, we'll have uh, assays in geophysics, and it'll be a good time to catch up again then. Yeah, nice year-end wrap-up would be great. Yeah, good. Thank you very much for your time. Nice talking to you. Likewise, Merlin. Take care. Cheers.